Hello, real estate world. Welcome to the Nova Show, real estate records. This is Nuria Rivera, owner of Novation Title. I wanted to create the space for you guys to be able to share success stories, but not only success stories. I also wanted you guys to be able to share raw stories, everything that you have learned from the failures, the lessons, the wins. This is a space for our community to come together so that we can help each other rise to the next level. This is a space to be vulnerable, and this is a space for us to all be able to support each other in this real estate world. Please enjoy this episode. Hello, and welcome to the Nova Show Real Estate Records. I am your host, Tristan Hammett, and today we're honored to introduce a trailblazing guest redefining Utah real estate. After a successful corporate career, he pursued his real passion, real estate. In just his debut year as a realtor, he sold an impressive 22 homes, earning Rookie of the Year and Platinum Club honors through his brokerage. By 2020, he clinched the number one selling agent title, making the top 500 realtors, and has since then made top 250 agent with NAREP. He is a true testament to his commitment to excellence. Welcome, Juan Majanya. Thank you. <laughs> Did I say that right? Magania. But Ma- oh, okay. Magania. Yeah. Okay. Magania. <laughs> thank you, Juan, for joining us today. Hey, thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. I'm so excited to get to know you. I don't know you very well, and um, I but I have heard you speak, and I've, I've heard you on a panel, so I do know a little bit about you. <laughs> um, but I want to talk about your journey to how you've come where you are today, because it it's not just like a, it's not a quick story. It's not, it's, it, it's been a journey. Yeah. It really has been for it you. Ha- yeah, it has been quite, quite a journey. Um, you know, the, the funny thing is that real estate really wasn't a career that I was actively pursuing. I mean, I, I've been buying real estate for years since before I was an, a real estate agent. You know, we bought our first home. Then we bought our neighbor's home. Then we bought our third home. So we bought a few properties. Um, and then it was more one of those things where you're passionate about it and you wanted to do it more on the side and as a hobby. Um, and so I went and got my real estate license. And I thought, you know, if I can just do my own deals, that would be great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and that was in 2018? 2018. Okay, yeah. 2018. Yeah, so got my license. Before that, I was the director of client success for a software company here in Salt Lake. And um, I got my license in November of that year. And then by January of the following year, my company let 30 people go. Oh. And I was one of them. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And um, it was one of those things where I was like, you know, I've always been passionate about real estate. I have my license now. It's just my husband and I. We have no kids. So I remember talking to my husband his name is Tyler and telling him you know maybe this is a sign like maybe this is a time for me to take a leap of faith and actually pursue something that I enjoy doing versus something that pays me really well yeah yeah (laughs) um and that's what we did yeah yeah wow okay (laughs) so you have your own properties and you just were saying to me before we started recording that you just purchased your um a cabin yeah Airbnb. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So last year, I mean, our goal is to, to buy a home almost every year, you know, if, if we can. Obviously, that's um, we strongly believe in real estate. Like, I, I think that real estate is really a key 
on how many people have been able to um, achieve financial freedom. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that we want to do. Um, a cabin has been something that we've been wanting since before we were even married. You know, we used to just drive up the canyons and say, oh, maybe someday we'll win the lottery and oh, <laughs> buy a cabin. Not in Utah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Seriously. I mean, we, were, we used to drive like out of state yeah. um, to buy a lottery ticket. But, you know, it's chances are right. very slim. Right. Um, so, you know, it's a goal that we've always had. Um, and the good thing is in today's market, uh, there's a lot of things that you can leverage, and one of them being negotiation, you know, negotiating. Mm -hmm. You know, so you, buyers have a strong negotiating power right now. Um, and so it seems like the perfect market for us to now get a cabin. And so we found one that we liked. We submitted a very strong lowball offer. <laughs> <A> strong <laughs> lowball offer. I like it. Um, and, you know, the, the seller was motivated, so it, it worked out in our favor. Awesome. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Of course. So that's going to be um, an Airbnb. Uh-huh. Yep. And then, obviously, a place that you can go visit. What about your other properties? Are they long-term? Are they other short-term rentals? Or Yeah. So we have a pretty good mix. Uh, the first house that we ever bought, we converted that into a long-term okay. rental. Um, and believe it or not, we bought that house in, I want to say, 2012. We pay three hundred, two hundred thousand for that house, and I remember back then thinking, "Oh my gosh, like that's a lot of money." Um, our mortgage was twelve hundred dollars, and today we're renting that for twenty five hundred dollars a month. Oh my gosh! Wow. I know. So it hold on. It's yeah. I mean, we're holding on to the. If you would have told me back then, oh, you'll be able to rent it out for this much, I would have never believed you. I mean, yeah. it's a three bedroom, one bathroom. Wow. Home. Yeah. That's awesome, yeah. and I truly. So you truly do believe. In, in real estate and building wealth through yeah. through that 100%. Oh, absolutely. I mean, even so last year we bought a townhome um, in Lehigh and, you know, we got it right at the most unfortunate time of the market because we were competing. So we um, bid pretty high on a townhome and because of some of the construction delays, we closed when the rates were at, you know, at a five mm -hmm. instead of closing at a 3%. So it was you know, a, a double whammy, right? Because we bought high and we closed at a high rate. Um, but that one, we have it on a short-term rental. And I wouldn't say that we're making, like, money off of it, but it's paying for itself. Maybe one month I have to come up with $100 out of my pocket to pay for it, but who can say I have an investment property that is costing me $100 a month? Yeah, absolutely. That's so, that's so great. And... So obviously you're buying in this market. It's a different market than it was it's kind of started last year, mm -hmm. right? So before that, I feel like it was probably easy to sell homes, um, to buy homes. How are you, what kind of conversations are you having with um, buyers and sellers right now in this current market? Because obviously you strongly believe it's a good time to buy because you just bought. Yeah. So... Oh, absolutely. I think, um, you know, it's a lot of education, right? Um, the one thing that I feel like we have going on in our state is that we have a big demand. So as long as you can find a, a willing and able seller and a willing and able buyer, you can make deals happen. Um, mm -hmm. um, and a lot of it has to do with, you know, creative financing, you know, finding a way 
um, to make it worth the seller so that the seller can still net what they need to net, but helping the buyer get into a better rate. You know, programs like a two-one buy-down program, you know, seller financing, um, there are just so many options that I feel like we don't do a good job in promoting those options enough. Um, but when you sit down and you have those conversations, people are like, you can do that. And I'm like, yeah, you can do that. Like there's, there's ways to work around this, you know, mm -hmm. um, we have a say in our, in our brokerage, we say there's, def there's many different ways you can skin this cat. Okay. So, and you totally can. Yeah. You just make it work. If, if it's something that you really want and desire, you'll make it work. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I love that. So, um, what has been some of the key lessons going from corporate America to real estate? Um, I, I know because I've heard you speak before that a lot of your business is, um, it's, it's based off referrals and your belief, right, is to create raving fans and clients. So you just wow them that much that they will give you referrals. So how do you, how do you coach them? What are you doing to get those referrals? Um, you know, so in, in the client success um, industry, uh, when you work for, you know, software companies, the, the whole philosophy of client success is having that proactive approach in better helping clients uh, with their needs. Like it basically anticipated needs even before they even know oh. that they have them. Um, and so I am a strong believer that, you know, at the end of the day, if you provide value and if you can actually genuinely care and help your client that you're working with, they will return that favor and they will send you business. Um, and so far, you know, knock on wood. Yeah, it's <laughs> um, working. It's, it's, it's all we're, we're trying, you know, because we, we are dealing with, with people and, and, and we're dealing with not just people's money, but we're also are dealing with people's livelihood. You know, if you think about it, this is where people are going to spend 80% of the, their lives. They're going to, you know, build their dreams. They're going to grow their families. They're, you know, the roof under their heads. It's not something that you can just take lightly, um, whether you're helping them buy or helping them sell. And uh, it, it's just such an intimate um, process that we, we try to make them feel that, they, that we have their back. Okay, so you have to show that you have significant value, significant knowledge, that you really are 100% taking care of them. And um, for you to do that, I want to step back a little bit more because for you, referrals really are like the backbone of your business. You're not from here. So you've had to build this business from the ground up. You haven't even been, I don't think, in Utah very long. No. Right? Yeah. So I, can you walk us through like your, tell us where you're from. <laughs> yeah, I'm from Acapulco, Mexico. Um, I attended college in uh, Idaho. Okay. Um, Brigham University, Idaho. Uh, graduated there in 2010 with a marketing uh, degree. Moved here um, at the end of 2010, um, you know, my goal was to save some money and then move to New York. Oh, okay. <laughs> like I, I would have never thought I would have land in Utah, <laughs> um, especially coming from Idaho, you know, yeah. but, um, but yeah, I was just a shock. You know, I, I landed here in Salt Lake city. I, I think that I experienced the growth, um, of the city. And then once you're here and you realize like just the natural beauty 
of our city and then just the culture that we have and how safe it is you really consider as a place to, to live here mm-hmm. um so anyway so that um is how we landed here but having said that you know my childhood friends are all in mexico you know my sphere yeah. i guess of influence influence back there or my or my parents friends right they're all in mexico nobody was really here and my husband is from down in southern utah beaver utah so oh that's we, a small town yeah that's a that is a very small town very small town yeah so we 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 didn't come from like big circles you know here in salt lake so for us it's more of like you know um if if i help you really well and i do a great job for you and i actually earn your business right like and and i earn it by taking care of you by absorbing all the knowledge and all the skills that i can't to better serve you, um, then I'm hoping that you will tell your friends and your family <laughs> about yeah, me. Yeah. Um, and so that's really how we've been able to scale our business. And, you know, luckily right now it's always being just uh, repeated and referrals. That's amazing. So how did you get your first transaction? Do you remember? Do you remember? Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. You're how, like, yeah. How do you forget? <laughs> so um, anyway, so right as I got laid off, uh, in January, um, I talked, you know, I made it very clear to all of my friends, every single one of them knew that I got my license in real estate. And it wasn't a surprise for them because they've seen us buying properties before. Yeah. They knew how I, even though even though I wasn't a real estate agent, I was always looking at the market, you know, always looking at homes, always telling people like, you need to buy a house, you need to buy a house. Like I was, I was that person. Um, so when I got my license, it was no surprise to them. Um, and one of my friends was actually thinking about moving up. So he had a house that they had grown already and they wanted to buy a bigger house. Um, so when I got my license, they said, you know what, we want you to help us um, sell our house and buy a new house. So that was yeah. two, you know, right off the bat. That's awesome. Um, and luckily, you know, this was in Sugar House. It, it was back when the market wasn't too crazy. I mean, rates weren't like super low, but it was a little competitive. It was starting to get a little competitive. Um, so we saw, you know, it, it was a lot of learning experience, you know, dealing with somebody who's buying and then somebody, and then, I mean, somebody who's selling and then somebody who's buying because you have to time everything perfectly so that yeah. you close, they move out and then they can move in. And a lot of the times I feel like you never really, outside as an outside, if you're not a real estate agent, you don't really, you don't realize those little details. So that, that was a good lesson for me to learn, you know, all the complexities that go into a transaction. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So you got that first transaction and then, which was two. Cool. Very cool. You're (laughs) like score and you're learning the listing side and the buying side. And, um, so then from there, what was that did he give you a referral and then it kind of just snowballed? Yeah, I feel like um, I, I think that, you know, when you first come into an industry, a lot of people, even though they know you and, and they know your work ethic and they trust you, they still want to, you know, they don't want to be the guinea pig. right? Yeah. They don't want to be, yeah. they don't want you to mess with their deals for the first time. So I think that once um, people saw that I could do it and, you know, that I was capable of doing that, it was such a smooth transition um with such a little quote-unquote experience that i had then they were like okay like you know we can give him more business and and see how he does for us and then 
um, my friends obviously recommended us. They, you know, they wrote a Google review. Um, I've always been big into social media, so I made sure that, you know, uh, they were okay with me sharing that, um, you know, and then just keep working hard. Okay. And I want, yeah, I want to talk about that too, because when you were on the panel speaking, you were talking about how you are in the office every single day. Yes. Like it, this is, this is your career Mm -hmm. and you're going to treat it as such. Yeah. Right. Like you take this seriously. This is your job and you are in the office every single day. Why is that so important to you? Well, I feel that, um, you know, we are self-employed, right? We're, we're technically independent contractors at the end of the day. So we're not much different than a hairstylist or than a construction worker. Like we get paid for the work that we do. We don't have a salary. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me is if, you know, you have to treat your career in real estate as a business. Um, and so what do business people do? They, you know, they work their business. So um, I think that, you know, yes, there's that culture of working from home. And, and I'm a strong believer that for some people it works, right? Like they can be home, home and and they can grow a business. Maybe I'm, I'm not that kind of a person. I feel like I need more of a structure, especially, especially when I depend on that business. Um, so I decided early on that I was going to go to the office every day. I was going to put my hours, you know, whether I have a deal or not. If I don't have a deal, then I'm learning. I'm reading. I'm looking at the contracts. I'm taking classes. Um, I'm doing marketing. You know, I'm calling. Like, And so there, and there's something to be said about not doing that in your pajama yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> or, in the, or in the comfort of your bed. Um, so it's nice for me to, and my office is literally like five minutes away from my house. Oh, that's awesome. So I could literally stay home if I wanted to, right? Like I could be like, oh, I'm, I'm here. I don't feel like it today. I'm just going to like, but you know, sometimes just like putting a jacket, putting shoes, like taking a shower, (laughs) you know, leaving the house puts you in that mindset of like, I'm at work, you know? And so from right now, because I'm not home, I'm working and I'm producing, um, and it's it's nice also to have that distinction because to me now when I go home, then I sort of know, okay, this is my break space. This is my leisure time. I can now take my jacket off. I can take my shoes off. You know, I can be a little more relaxed. Um, and so I think that that's very important. And I, w- I wish more people did it, I think. I think it will, um, it will, make, it will help some of the people – that are like me be a little more structured. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, you know, at the end of the day, everybody can do the real estate business how they wanted to do it. Okay. So let's say um, you said like you, you enjoy having structure in your day, which I totally believe in as well. Um, are you, are you time blocking? Are there certain tasks? Like what does a, what does a typical day or week look like for you? Yeah, and, and it's not like a super regimen, like super strict um, um, time block, but for, for the most part, you know, we, we we get to the office at 9, and then between 9 and 10, we, or, or even 11 sometimes, we're working on our files, right? We're seeing, like, what has to get done, like which one, what things are pressing right now, you know, and, and with the files that we have under contract, we're prioritizing those, whether it's sending addendums, checking in with our clients, making sure that they're okay, making sure that they don't have any questions, calling the lenders, calling the title companies, 
um, you know, you know how that goes. Uh-huh. <laughs> just doing all that everyday maintenance. Where are we at on this? Where are we at on this? Yes. Because that, that's what ensures a smooth mm-hmm. transaction. Then once you get that done, and, and this is all coming from a book where it was, I read a couple of years ago, and it was um, Eat the Frog First. Oh. So like the least thing you want to do, get it done first in the day. Because yes. <laughs> then once you get it done, you're good. Then between 11 um, to about 3 or 4, we either try to go to lunch with someone that we haven't visited with, with them in a long time. Um, you know, we try to then uh, stop by some of our clients, see how they're doing, make sure the house hasn't burned down. <laughs> yeah. Um, or just, you know, check on them and see if there's anything that we can do because you'll be surprised as real estate agents, we're actually a big resource uh, for a lot of our clients. Like, you know, whether they need a handyman, they need a plumber, have they renew their home warranty? Like, there's just so many things. Those are helpful reminders too, actually. Like the the home warranty, mm-hmm. you kind of forget about it. Yeah. And if the rep's not that great at reminding them, you know, or they get yeah. like an, an email from them, like it's time to renew, like the importance of renewing and how much money it can save you down the road. Mm-hmm. It's so important. Oh, yeah. I love that you, it sounds like you're doing a lot of this, like, in-person touches. We try. We tried as much as we can yeah. in person. You know, obviously, sometimes it's hard because, uh, you know, people have their busy lives and they yeah. don't have time, you know, to open the door for their real estate agent. <laughs> but at least I want them, my goal is that I want them to know that I am 100% available for them and that anything they need, I'm always there. Yeah, you're still here for you. Mm-hmm. Even though the... You've moved in to your dream home that I've helped you buy. Yeah. I'm still here for you, yeah. and I'm a connector, yeah. and I can help you with other things. Yeah. So that's awesome. I love that so much. So what do you think the top three things that have contributed to your growth and success are? Oh, wow. That's a good one. That's a good one? <laughs> yeah. I'd say uh, number one, I don't ever wanted to get into my head okay you know um because i feel like a lot of times when you think that you're and i don't know if if think it's the word but i feel like when when you feel like you already are too successful you know and and then at that point at least my opinion will be like maybe if i ever feel like i'm too successful or too busy then i might not pick up every phone call you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I don't ever want to get to that point. Like, I want people to know that I'm hungry. Like, I, yeah. I like to work, you know, yeah. like I like to put in my hours. I will work and that I will work extra hard for, uh, you know, as very small first time home buyer, t- you know, townhome apartment, just as much as a dream home, you know, that is multimillion. Like I, to me, the dollar amount doesn't matter. It matters more like how, much you earn their trust in their business. So I think that will be the number one. Um, so always like stay staying, hungry. Yeah, staying hungry mm-hmm. and humble. It sounds staying like that's what hungry. like yeah, yeah, staying hungry and humble and knowing that you're you're here for them and that you're leading with like the care and building trust part of yeah. the relationship. Yeah. Okay, I love 100%. that. Hundred uh, percent. The number two I'll say is, uh, is I, I try as much as I can to stay true to myself. Um, because, you know, I think that it's easier sometimes to to forget where you're coming, like where you came from, right? And and I got to tell you, my st- as an immigrant, I came here with a student visa. I, you know, learn English. <laughs> um, after my visa uh, expired, I actually stayed here in the United States for a little while. 
um, and I couldn't get a, a decent job, right, because I was technically, quote, unquote, undocumented. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and so I, you know, took side jobs, did whatever I had to do to, you know, continue to survive. Um, then I met Tyler, obviously, and, and we got married, then I became a citizen. And so now, you know, I had citizenship, and then I was able to uh, get a job in, in my field that I had gone to school for. But, you know, you can't forget those things that, you know, where you came from. Like, if, if I feel like I always have to remind myself, like, I had very, very little opportunities, and I have to craft those opportunities myself. And, and I remember how alone that journey felt and I don't ever want anybody to go through that. So if I can be a resource for whoever is going through that stage, I'd be more than happy to do that. So I, I try to stay as true to myself as possible um, for that reason. Okay. You have a very, like, strong mindset. Oh. I can, like, just tell. You know, <laughs> you. how do you protect that mindset it's, and get through, like, the tough times? Yeah, I think that you just – you just have to always remind you, right, like your why. Um, and, and this sounds a little, probably a little cheesy, but when I was in that stage, right, where I didn't have my my visa and, and I was out of status and I was technically what, what we call like undocumented, right, illegal mm -hmm. um, in this country for that little piece of time. Um, Tyler and I were dating. Um, gay marriage wasn't legal, so we couldn't get married. So that wasn't even an option for me at that time. Um, and I just remember feeling trapped and frustrated um, because I always ha I've always ha had these goals and all these aspirations, but I, I just felt like I just couldn't do anything. There was like a ceiling to it. There was a ceiling like I have all this, but there's a ceiling and I can't get yeah, past it. I and it's not with it's not you, right? It's okay. Yeah, and um, and I remember vividly one year. I remember thinking. I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to buy my first house. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, and we, and literally 12 months later, <laughs> right? Wow. Like that was the, that was the goal. And I remember that, like, I remember that was my version of my own American dream. Yeah. Um, and, and I remember all the efforts that went through it, but most of everything, I remember that feeling being at the closing table, um, Tyler, me, my real estate agent at the time, because I wasn't, um, you know, we're at the title company, and then signing those documents, and I was just, like, crying because I just, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, this is it. Like, I, I'm getting my own house, you know, and nothing fancy. I mean, you can still go and see that house, and, you know, it still looks like it's falling apart, but um, – it was it was just that emotion of saying like you know we we come into this country with nothing but it really is a land of opportunity, mm -hmm. um, but you just have to work. Yeah, you're like I'm home. Yeah, I have a home. I'm creating. Yeah, a home. Yeah, yeah, I love that. That's yeah. a beautiful story. Thank you so yeah. much for opening up and sharing that because I'm sure that was not an easy road right it was not but i'm glad yeah i'm glad because i think that you know it, it's always on those hard times and, and those difficult moments where i feel like you get pushed to grow and you get pushed out of your comfort zone so i needed that yeah so you mentioned earlier that um you when when you're when you don't have deals you're 
you're reading, you're staying up on education, you're doing your marketing, all of those things. What are some of the books or podcasts or audibles that you're listening to that you feel help you with your day-to-day or your mindset or is there certain ones that stand out to you? Yeah, there's one uh, that I don't know if, if you follow him. It's, his name is Brian Buffini. Oh, I've definitely yeah. heard of him. Yeah, so he's he's someone that I, I look up to. Like, I really like his philosophy. I think that he is also very humble. I think that he realizes that, you know, you no one in this world can succeed alone. Like, we all need of other people um, to succeed. I mean, to say that someone has got to the top by themselves, they're just kidding themselves, right? Like, you you need people to help you advance. And, and I think that there's actually more joy in being successful when people help you. Um, and so I really like that philosophy of him. I try to listen to it every morning. Um, aside from that, you know, I've, I've, I've read almost every business book you can think of, right? Like the seven habits of highly effective people. Um, what's the other one that we, you know, a lot of books about negotiating, obviously, um, for some reason, they're all just like yeah. disappearing out of my head right now. It's just put me on the spot. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so we try to, to do as much of that. Our brokerage, um, it's pretty good at giving us training as well and, you know, keeping us in, in training and, and, and keeping us informed. Um, but another thing that I do as an agent, um, I like to network with other agents. Like I, you know, there's a few other agents out here that I consider that they're very successful and, and not just successful, but they work really hard. And I'm impressed with the things that they have accomplished. And so... I also try to pick their brain. Um, so sometimes during the day, I will just get my call and be like, hey, how's your business going? <laughs> you know, like, what are you doing? Um, and it's so interesting because a lot of people think that we are so competitive that we won't share, you know, some of our, our secrets or the things that we're doing. But we have to really understand that there's plenty of business for everybody. Um, and so, I, I, you know, it, it's so nice to just give them a call and say, hey, like, what, what's working for you? And they'll tell me. And sometimes what they're doing is something that I'm like, eh, well. I, I wouldn't do that. I don't see myself doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But there's some other things that they're doing. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I never thought of that. But you can take, like, little things that mm-hmm. you can totally incorporate in your business. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, I think it's so important for agents to network with each other. I've, I've said it before, but it's um, – when you're collaborating with each other and working with each other, I mean, you guys are all doing the same thing and the end result is hopefully the same. You know what I mean? Like you want to give your clients the best experience. So I think if you knowing the other side kind of makes it that much better, like, Oh, "Oh, I've worked with him before. He's great. You know? Oh, Juan, like he's, he's awesome. I love working with him. He's a good guy, you know? Well, that was the key differentiator for us during the time that we were experiencing all those multiple offers. Because if you look back at our numbers, um, in 2020, um, 80% of our business were buyers. Wow. <laughs> yes, because every single one of them, you know, it was super competitive, like, you know, seven, 10 offers in a home, right? And your, your buyers, first time home buyers are competing against cash, right? Uh, but we were able to, leverage all those connections wow Mm -hmm. see it is so important that's really good that you pointed that out and um in your experience what are some of the greatest challenges that you've faced hmm 
just as a whole or as a real estate agent? <laughs> Whatever you'd like to share. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I don't like the word challenge because I feel like sometimes it has a negative cognitation. Okay. Um, but I do like um, y- just thinking like things that I've overcome, okay. right? Um, and so I think the biggest one, the two biggest ones, I mean, for me, obviously, was migrating to this country, um, going through that whole stage of, you know, being illegal, now being legal, all that. And the second one, you know, being um, a gay man, um, I think that I'm so grateful that society has changed, mm-hmm. right? That has There's been a big evolution in society. Um, it was obviously one thing that, you, you know, you never really want to be different than someone else. Um, so coming from a very um, strict background where, you know, um, family and faith and all that, uh, accepting me for who I am, like I think that was the biggest um, gro- growing opportunities that I had because I really had to dig deep and and see like okay like am i really like this yeah. you know like um and just accept the consequences that will come from there and and you know you get into this like dark dark spot but i feel like it also helped me at a very young age because it, i experienced this when i was almost like 21 or 22 um and then i finally came out when i was 25 so like literally almost like right out of college but it forced me to be genuine and and to value other people for their how do you say it? um like who they are like for authentic they are, they're for genuine yeah. yeah yeah um because of that right because i was like i i wanted people to accept me for for me and not so much to judge me for just one aspect of me and then i think and then i said well i have to give that same thing in return yeah right like i can't expect people to accept me for who i am if I can accept people for who they are, uh, for all of who they are. Um, and so I, I, I think it was a great lesson to learn um, at that age. Yeah, and just knowing that, like, I'm sure at that time it didn't, like, feel or seem like it, but knowing, like, I'm going to be okay. It gets better. Yeah. Oh, it gets yes. better, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And you're obviously loved, you know, like you have found your husband, and it's a beautiful story. Well, and we found, um, you know, out of the people that we were the most afraid of telling, it's so funny because, I, like, they have all been so supportive, you know. Like, um, I think that sometimes we get into our heads and we think, oh, like, we we decide for them and we don't give them the option to, to do it. Um, but I've been really impressed with just how many of them like didn't let that get in the way and you know and as an agent obviously and especially when you're competing for business right um it's still in the back of my head sometimes like when you go to a listing appointment and you know they're interviewing three four other real estate agents like i'm always like ah do i bring it up like do you know like do they know like you know what i mean do they care right um so it, it it is always in the back of my head my head but i also have to remind myself and say you know what, if they hire me, they hire me for all of me. Right. So. And if that is an issue, I don't want to work with them anyways. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, that's a really good way of looking at it. Like, they're hiring me for all of me. Yeah. Not just this one aspect of me. Yeah. 
That's beautiful. Thank you so much Thank for you. sharing. Oh, thanks. Yeah. And, you know, um, I know that, like, that's kind of, those are two big challenges, very big challenges coming yeah. over here and then coming out and things like that. Like, that's yeah. that's a lot of growth and being strong in those times and being vulnerable. And I think it's crazy. You you were saying you, you like, think so much in your head of how, your family's going to react and how all your friends are going to react and all of these things. But it's like, these are stories that you've made up in your head. And it's kind of crazy how much time we spend making up stories. It's just about everything. We make up all these stories and scenarios in our head. And it's like, not even true. Like, do you know how much time is spent doing that? Nope. <laughs> it's a lot. Like, and then it comes to the point where you have to like make the decision or come to that point and have that conversation or whatever. And then it's like, Oh, Okay, that wasn't even, like, at all what the scenario was that I was playing with. Yep. You know? It's kind of crazy. So what does your future look like? And Oh, actually, no. I want to actually talk about this a little bit. So you are real – you have a real estate spouse. Mm-hmm. How how are having, like, that um, – because he's a realtor as well, sorry. Um, and do you leave that at the office? No. <laughs> 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 You're looking at me like, no, it doesn't get turned off. <laughs> I wish. We, we haven't uh, learned how to do that yet. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're finding yeah. a balance. Yeah. Okay. It's, you know, it's great. It's it's funny. It's a little, it's more intense, right? Um, because real estate, it, you know, transactions are emotional. Yeah. Um, and so the highs, when the highs are high, it's awesome. But when the lows are lows, it is challenging right um because you can go through all the emotions in one day <laughs> in real estate right like you get so excited when you get a lead like when you get a listing right and somebody calls you when i sell my house i want you to sell my house i'm like oh great and you're super emotional you know in that in this high um when you get it and then when something goes south you know like you're like oh man like this transaction is going to crap, you know? yeah. And then your spouse is also in real estate, so it's not like they can be like, "Oh, it's gonna get okay." Like it's it's the opposite. You just kind of like, they feel it too. <laughs> yeah. They're like, "Oh man." They're like, oh yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's but we're we're getting there. I think that you know because we're we're also both so passionate about it. Um, but I also what I do like though is that it gives me a leverage, um, in different ways because Tyler and I are so polar opposite. Um, I'm a little bit more extrovert you know he's a little more introvert and so he really grounds me in certain times because he'll say like if I'm dealing with an agent that is more like Tyler like Tyler's like you're coming across real strong like Uh. you know like chill out like that agent like you know like like you know how sometimes you think you're listening but you're not really like paying attention yeah he's great at telling me like Juan like chill out like the other agent was actually just telling you this and you like completely like overreact and i'm like what like i know <laughs> but you know and yeah. then you see and then i sit back and i look at his point of view and i'm like okay yeah you're right you know and so i feel like that has been so helpful for the for the both of us in our business because we're dealing with people whether we're dealing with clients that you know there'll be a client that is more like me there'll be a client that is more like tyler mm-hmm. uh, another real estate profession professional there'll be one that's more like me and there'll be more one that's more like Tyler. So I think that that really helps us having those two um, sides of the coin, I guess, yeah. <laughs> in our business. So Okay. Yeah. And so 
do you like what's the dynamic like so he's he's an agent mm. I, like is one of you doing more admin stuff are you guys doing your own things like what what's the like work dynamic there so we operate a lot as an as a as one agent um okay we do split a lot of the responsibilities because you know you have to um and so he is very detail oriented he's great at contract he's great at uh, keeping the transaction smooth like he's great with like timelines and deadlines and you know all these things and i am more of the negotiator like i'm i'm the i'm like more like the strategy you know like how we're gonna do things the marketing aspect like the, the things that are more creative that's kind of like falls more into my lap where i i don't know that it falls more into my lap i said like maybe i just take it away from me <laughs> because that's what I want to do. Um, sorry, maybe I don't give him a choice. Um, but no, but no, he, I think, I think he, he doesn't like that either. I mean, because he has told me, but yeah. So, so I think I, I do more of the people, the marketing, he does a lot of the behind the scenes. Okay. Okay. So when, when someone hires you, they're hiring the both of you. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, they get two agents for the price of one. That's awesome. Yeah, I that was actually it. a slogan for one <laughs> time. Like, you know, two for the price of Juan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> two for the price of Juan. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Okay, so um, what does the future look like for you, your business, your family? Well, right now Bruno. we... And Bruno. <laughs> I know. Bruno's his really cute Frenchie. Yeah, I know. I love him. We have two. So we have Bruno, who's a French, and then we have Paris, who's a Cocker Spaniel. <gasps> and... Yeah, they're, they keep us so busy. Oh, cute. Yeah. But um, what is the future for us? You know, um, I am really thinking about getting my broker's license. Okay. Um, I would like to just have it, you know, and then just have that opportunity if it ever comes available. Um, and then we just want to continue to help a lot of families buy and sell. And, and we would like to continue to buy a property every year. Every year. Mm -hmm. So it's still... Still your goal. Still I love goal. it. That's awesome. Yeah. It's good that you guys are also on that same, um, you know. Yeah. Well, to me, it's like, how do we, how can we tell our clients, oh, go buy a property? And we don't preach, you know, we're preaching it, it, that and then we're not doing it yeah. ourselves. They're going to be like, why aren't you why buying aren't you property? Buy? Exactly. <laughs> why aren't you if buying you, property? If you so believe in real estate, why aren't you doing it? Yeah. yeah so. I love that. And um, where can people follow you? Um, Instagram or on or Facebook. Uh, our Instagram and, in, and Facebook are both combined. So our, our Instagram account is Juan.Tyler.re. Okay. Um, and then on Facebook is Juan and Tyler uh, Realtors. So, okay. Yeah. I love that. And I wish I could talk to you all day, Juan. Aww, you're, you're such a nice. sweetie. Oh, and you're so, you're so willing to share. And oh, I love that. Thank, thank you. you so much. Yeah, and I like this. Thank you for having me. Yeah. This is fun. This was fun. Yeah. All right. Well, that concludes today's episode with Juan Magana. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please rate us, like us, and share this podcast with our real estate community. The Nova Show Real Estate Record, sharing raw stories of real estate failures, lessons, wins, and successes. This is all from Novation Title, bringing a different experience into your world so that we can all uplift each other. Until next time.